What's going on guys and welcome back to The Coralie Show where you, yes you, get to laugh, learn and grow with me every single week. Today I have Kerry Lyons joining me, also known as KFL Fitness and Therapy. We talk about the importance of getting sports massage and therapy and the importance of having a sports massage even if you're not playing sport or into fitness. We talk about how lockdown has affected many people's injuries and postures discuss therapies such as cupping and acupuncture and also how seeking sports therapy can help with headaches and migraines. Make sure you stick around to the end to find out Kerry's most embarrassing moment in the gym as well as the one treatment that she recommends everybody should be having. Enjoy the show and don't forget to rate, subscribe and share with friends and family. guys and welcome back to the Coralie show. Today I have Kerry Lyons joining me. It is Lyons isn't it? it? Is. Yeah. <laughs> also known as KFL Fitness and Therapy. So today obviously being sports therapist and into sports rehabilitation we're going to just discuss a few things that I think will really help a lot of people understand it better mm-hmm. and also hopefully get them booked in and <laughs> get them booked in no. obviously with you plug plug um and yeah obviously help them out with injuries and it's mad how you say and explain what it is because do you know how many times i get what do you do what does that involve yeah. what's the sports therapist just massage like they don't yeah. understand the full yeah. is it for just sports people oh god huge question yeah mm. yeah 100 percent. so yeah I don't know if we're recording, but it's okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's fine. Let's just do it. There we go. Yeah. All right. So um, just tell us a bit about yourself then and how you actually got into sports therapy and, you know, what you do today. How did you actually, where did the journey start? Okay. So originally started school. I want to be a PE teacher. So from day dot, it was sports, fitness, something up and about practical okay um didn't want to do certain a levels which pulled me out of the teaching thing um went to uni to do fitness and personal training okay thought i was going to walk out of that i wanted to work with athletes strength and conditioning work up and about were high elite level sport i wanted to do the conditioning gym side of it um i had a really bad knee injury in my first year of uni had surgery torn mcl Long story short, saw a surgeon who told me I'd never play sport again. And as a sports student, that yeah. is not what you want to hear. First year of my degree. I practically yeah. um, went to see a physio, I was really lucky, got referred through like the Spire group, which was wicked. And he said, Don't be so silly. You are going to play sport again. And he gave me that drive that, you know, I was I had to learn to walk again on the one knee, like out of um, crutches and everything and he said you'll play sport again we'll get you back you'll be doing this and I wanted to be that person mm. for somebody that little light that's like I can do that um so in my second year of uni still on fitness and personal training we could really go down three routes nutrition strength and conditioning um or sorry sports therapy strength and conditioning and PT or the nutrition side such a hard choice really, before uni it? i was like strength and conditioning pt everything now i was like no i'm going down the therapy route and had some unbelievable tutors mm. that just gave you that um that wasn't uni that was rocking up i loved it i wanted to be there never missed a session 
missed a whole lot of nutrition ones, but I never <laughs> missed, never missed that sports therapy session and did every extra qualification you could do, you know, taping, acupuncture, everything, did everything. I also went to uni on a Saturday to do an extra course, wow. you know, and you're like, okay. So that was my little, little injury, opened another door, didn't yeah. think it would. So do you think if you didn't have that injury, you would have gone down no, different route? I, I would never have done sports therapy right. if I didn't have that injury because I, I think, uh, what are you, when you go to uni, 18, 19, you're invincible. Mm. You don't stretch, you don't mobilise, you don't get treatment. I can do anything, I can take on the world, I can play two hours of netball and then go on a night out and not think about any recovery. So I mm. never, ever would have thought, this is what I'd be doing yeah. in a clinical environment. Yeah. No, I thought it'd be in the gym. So what actually happened to your knee then? Like, what caused the injury? Um, it was kind of a two-stage injury, so netball through um school yeah. taken out from the side so that was when i was about 16 um which i then had a, just a weakness there all the time and of course invincible mm. it'll be fine it'll be fine train through it pop a couple of paracetamol um sort of love that lost that little bit of love for netball in college so i didn't really see the effect it was having yeah and that's when i got into the gym like 16 17 so my strength training this was like a knee that was just wobble side to side, side to side. Any lunge, any leg press, any squat, I was just in pain. So um, I had a, a friend who was doing physiotherapy at the time and he was like, you need to go and get that looked at. Yeah. Um, and then I was in a lunge, end of leg day, bambi legs, shaking all over the shop and my knee just rocked in and done. Um, not even an immediate surgery, just when I think about it now, I think, how did I actually just carry on like that? But yeah, and then a, and then a surgery to um, regraft it back okay. onto the joint. Do you think the surgery was needed looking back at it then? Or, or would, you, um, would you have had it if you knew what you knew now? I think it was needed at the level. It was at that it level. Was, it was, you kind of got, it's what I explain to people, like imagine a piece of string. I was hanging on it, one thread bare. It was just hanging on for dear life and anything I wanted to do if I wanted to train at the intensity I wanted to train at and play the sport and like do uni how I wanted to do it I think I could carry on general life if I wasn't active person yeah but now um I would have got alternative therapies as well right. I think when you're 18 you haven't got the disposable income to go and do those sort of things mm -hmm. um I had my physiotherapy I was really lucky to get 12 with a private physio not the NHS right. which is no shade but you know you, you get a little bit more treatment um and then I could quiz my tutors day in day out I could have my knee looked at every week in our lessons mm. it was like everyone was like Kerry's a project we're gonna do <laughs> let's let's use her knee let's have a look at her knee what we can do there so I feel like I had two years of free treatment which was amazing um but I feel like yeah I did need it mm. and I would advise a client who came in, in my situation to get that MRI and to get that yeah I think um so many people now like you said, they just push mm -hmm. through it and they avoid it. They don't even get a scan to see what's going on in there. And like you said, that what yeah. all it takes that one session where you're just pushing through mm -hmm. it and then yeah. that's it. Knees Jenny finished. legs at the end and knees gone. Yeah. But you don't have to live with it, which was what I thought at the start I did. You know, I, was, I remember walking around London with my parents. Um, we went for like a weekend away and I'd have a big knee brace on mm. because I genuinely couldn't walk, sightsee and walk. And I thought, I'm like 18, 19. Mm. Am I going to do that forever? And your bones so that, are still developing as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it was only going to get worse. And it was only, like I said, hanging on. And it was going to go. So I had the surgery before yeah. it went. So in your situation, obviously, you needed you needed to have that surgery because mm -hmm. it was like hanging on for yeah. your life. But say if someone has had a little bit of a niggle, mm -hmm. um, which I imagine you would have seen loads of times before, mm -hmm. 
including myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, someone's got a little bit of a niggle and they're not. They're getting a little bit of pain here and there, but they're able to train and everything's all right. They've had a scan. It's maybe a bit of a tear. It's nothing surgery needed. Not that level. Yeah. What would you advise to someone at that point then? Um, we can, there's different kind of approach of where it's at and also the age of the person. If someone's coming to me with those court sort of things that, you know, I treat anybody up to like, I think oldest clients just overrated. Okay. Are we going to start rehabbing and remapping the whole knee joint? Probably not. If you're coming to me in like 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, adapting exercise while we're doing the rehab is really important. Like the last thing I said to you was, Corey, you're not going to train legs for the next six months. I don't think I ever said that to you. Like (laughs) we might have adapted and pulled out certain things, but strengthening the area. If you can get everything else strengthened around the damaged area, Mm. it carries it a little bit. Mm. Um, And just management strategies, just correct rehab, not not kind of like, you know, your little things off Google, like a correct rehab program for the person. Yeah. Yours was gym-based, leg extensions, etc. I can't give that to 50-year-old who's just a runner. I need to make that work for them at home. Mm -hmm. Um, And also show them the importance of the difference of... um, you know, actually doing it versus not doing it and kind of saying, if you don't do it, then you're going to be spending a hell of a time and money with me. Yeah. And you're going to be in this situation for X amount of time and it's going to get worse. Yeah. And I think like you said there as well, you know, you didn't say to me to completely stop training. You need to mm-hmm. stop training because that probably would have made it worse mm-hmm. as well. If and that's training. what a surgeon said to me. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I've had the same thing said to me off, you know, I think it was a surgeon as well. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go to a surgeon, they're going to want to do surgery on you. If you go to physio, they're going to want to do physio. And it's the same with everything, but we're getting told so many different things of so many different professions. It's also a business. Like, yeah. Like surgeon is, you know, relating that back to maybe not like a physical injury. Like, I treat a lot of um, migraines. Yeah. Loads and loads of migraines. It's fine. <laughs> 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 needles. Sorry. Um, so. Treat a lot of migraines. Go to a doctor. You go, and you say, got a headache. What do they do? Painkillers. Because that is their link of business with the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Are they going to send you for self-funded acupuncture and treatment? No, because they've got no business interested there. So, but the thing is, they could. They could, mm-hmm. they, and you know, you can do GP referral now, mm-hmm. and you can actually be referred to a personal trainer. But doctors aren't going to do that. It and needs to be bigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like you said, you know, the holistic and the natural way before surgery, do everything you can before surgery is definitely the way to go. Oh, one hundred percent. If I yeah. didn't need that surgery, I wouldn't have had it. Yeah. And I had people come in, especially back problems where it's a different kettle of fish to a knee injury. Yeah. They're coming in and they're saying, doctor says, you know, I've got a bulging disc, I need a back surgery. I'm like, can you? I've got two young kids, can you afford to be in bed for 12 mm. weeks? Can you afford the risks with a back surgery with the spinal collar? Yeah. Probably not. Especially when they can avoid, avoid, avoid going it. through that exactly. route as well. Even yeah. If we can't avoid it so you feel 100%, if we can get you to 99%, that's enough. Mm. It's enough. You don't yeah. even notice those little So you mentioned about the age as well. Mm-hmm. So like, say for example, I don't know, you've got a 19-year-old, Joe Bloggs come in, he's mm-hmm. an athlete, trains every day hardcore, and then you've got Margaret come in who's 80 and yeah. her hips go in. How would that differ in terms of, you know, treatment? So like say they've both, again, maybe got a knee injury. Mm-hmm. What would you say to each individual? So someone who's coming in at that age and they're active and they've got and they want to be able to you know play 90 minutes of football and go to the gym and play five a side whatever their thing is we get them 
my philosophy is I'm going to get you to do whatever you want to do, which is very different from Margaret who might want to walk down to Tesco on a Saturday afternoon or walk her dog yeah. like, around the park. Um, intensity of treatment and rehab and what I can put through mm. that the younger person. But like every every 80-year-old is different. You know, yeah. I get some that come in, oh, yeah, I ran a marathon last weekend. And I'm like, you go for it but um in terms of practical treatments and not just like the rehab side of it that 80 year old can't take the pressure that i can put through you or a 40 year old or a 50 year old because of the brittle joints and Mm. certain certain things i'm not going to shove my elbow in the back of their hamstring and try and sort that out sort of thing so you know 19 year olds knee rehab might be leg extensions leg press um hops bounding things like that yeah. the 90 the 80s no, 90s pushing it um, 80 year old might be getting in and out of the chair yeah can she stand up and get in and out of the chair yeah walk to the end of the room sit down touch her toes yeah. it's just so different but, and i suppose it's same um, yeah. you know if someone's new to training anyways as well oh, so like yeah. if they're new to training they've never squat before in their life sitting in the chair might be enough for them anyway mm-hmm. regardless of what age they're in but I suppose if someone's, say, um, say if that 80-year-old was very athletic and she managed to train from, I don't know, been training all her life from, mm-hmm. like, 40, 30, and she comes in and she's strong and she's got an injury, would that oh, then be a different situation? It would, different. yeah. Age is, um, you know, I treat, like, 16-year-olds that aren't interested in sport or anything. All they want to do is be able to walk around the shops with their mates without yeah. pay. Not gonna put this, I'm not going to send them to the gym and doing little things like I had you doing mm. hopping and things like that because they've got zero vested interest in being able to do that yeah, like I'm not going to do it either are they? yeah if I didn't my injury I could have got through life being someone like you know my mum who doesn't do any exercise no shade mum just because I can walk the dog around the park and fine but if I want to go and squat and leg press and play sport and run and go on eight mile walks on a day off Mm. It's it's where the person wants to be, and what they're capable of doing as well as age. Yeah, stuff. definitely. So, what is the most typical common injury that you get through this story? Then, like, is there a, a, a common sort of theme that you get with a lot of people? Mm. Do you know what? That's changed since, since lockdown. lockdown. Right. Before it was lower back pain. Okay. I've got lower back pain. I've got lower back pain. Everybody walks through the door. You know anything. It's like, it's like a revolving yeah, door. Just put lower back pain on yeah, the door. Yeah, <laughs> lower back pain, whatever. Now, in corporate, lower back as well, but neck, headaches, shoulders, because working from home. Right. I mean, the car on set now is probably not yeah. the most ideal. I mean, we're getting good hip flexors. <laughs> yeah, there actually, you go. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Especially the first lockdown and when I wasn't able to work, I'm getting messages like, I'm working from the sofa, I'm working from the bed, dining room table. Now I feel like if you're at home, you've probably got a chair. Mm. and a desk hopefully i hope so yeah but honestly like i write my notes like wfh like just working from home symptoms all the same headaches achy traps anything like that headaches from the being on the computer as well or just like hunched forward neck position as a generation we all have that text text neck like yeah head dipped forward um so yeah but it's always not what i would say 80 percent is back whether that's lower or upper yeah it seems yeah. it's such a common thing in general yeah. like back and knees oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, get, I get excited when i get a leg injury i'm like i can't oh my god <laughs> yeah but i'm not saying myself like a lot of my clients who 
was fine right up to um, working from home. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as working from home, you know, squat technique, everything sort of, it's a little bit more hunched yes. and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like if someone comes in, which obviously a lot of people are coming in with that sort of hunched mm -hmm. posture, is that sort of a massage treatment that they need or? Um, massage to relieve the tension out, use a lot of acupuncture as well to um, kind of calm those muscles out. But a lot of people are in spasm, you know, shoulders are stuck around ears. So that conscious of how I'm sitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do as well, that's sort of thing. Um, but also a lot of people, you know, what, what everybody knows, you have to pull your shoulders back and sit with your head up. Yeah. But is that easy? You do that for seconds, the next thing you know, you're stumped back over. Um, I do a lot of self-stretching, so I'll give them five or six exercises they can print out next to their computer, and they can do that. It takes them 30 seconds, or when the kettle's on, or, you know, when they're on a little break. If yeah. you're on a Teams meeting and your camera's off, you can be just moved. Literally, as simple as it is, just move. Yeah. Like, get off your backside <laughs> yeah but i think that comes from um like uh, pe these people might have been in office before mm. they're getting up in the morning they might commute so they might go on a train they might stand on the yeah. train or they might walk to their car and then the car park is a bit further so they walk toilets are two floors away the little Kitchens things make such a huge difference huge. and having that social yeah. environment as well so someone might say you're coming out for a walk or exactly. you know like it makes a massive difference pop and get a coffee on your lunch break or even a little bit walk to the printer that's on the other side yeah. of the office so this is what i say to people big thing i say to people at home is if you're working downstairs do not use your downstairs toilet mm -hmm. every time you need the toilet go to your upstairs toilet or vice yeah. versa or if you put the kettle on don't sit down while the kettle's on stand and just mm. just move yeah. but people like standing desks is huge but you've got to yeah. move as well yeah they say the mm. chair is probably the worst thing that's been oh. invented isn't it literally it's yeah. just hips back sleeping glutes which is just another mm. another story activate the glutes activate the glutes with Get the core band another <laughs> <laughs> <Have a> plug <laughs> Um, but yeah, like obviously lower back pain is a huge thing, I think, throughout, whether it's lockdown or not lockdown. Mm -hmm. So many people seem to struggle with the lower back, don't they? Whether it's a slip disc, mm -hmm. whether it's just tight tension around the back from sitting. Um, so, you know, when you get someone in, obviously you're going to do an assessment on them. But what do you find has been the most effective treatment for that when it comes to them? Obviously, it depends on what's wrong with the yeah, back yeah. as well, doesn't it? So if they're coming in with tightness, um, sports massage, but like around every surrounding area so they come in with very lower back pain i'm still going to treat glutes hip flexors mid back yeah. as well as specifically the lower back sports massage kind of just needs a little bit of work through get some blood flow to the area if it's organ discs slip discs herniated discs which to a to an outsider sounds so scary but yeah. you know, i don't know what the stat is but it's stupidly high but if you go and get an mri so many people have got slip discs and herniated disc that is like oh, my spine's breaking mm. and it's like it's really not i use a lot of um medical acupuncture electroacupuncture so what's the difference with medical and um medical acupuncture is static needles that i would go around and like manip manipulate so you use the mine, yeah, yeah yeah um and electro you attach little electro currents okay. to the needle that goes through the muscle so that works really well on the joint because you can pass you can't needle a joint but you can needle either side and right. pass a current through okay um if people are complete needle phobes uh cupping is another alternative yes. i'll openly admit i say to everybody i'm a acupuncture 
fan because of the results. More overcupping? More overcupping. Okay, because I do want to speak to you about cupping. Yeah. I am I am really interested in it. I've yeah. never had it done and do want to get it done at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know this it's such a it's such a taboo thing. Like so many people say, yeah, it's just it's all a gimmick and it's not effective. And then obviously got wet and dry cupping. Mm -hmm. Just tell us a bit about that then. But obviously, if you're not a fan of it, no, I, can I, I have it done myself. I've okay. been places and said I want my hamstrings cupped. Right. Um, for pain. So if you're walking in the door with pain, the specific specificity that's the of acupuncture where I can needle, I can be so specific. Right. Whereas a cup is, you know, kind of size of like an orange, very generic. Okay. Um, recovery is longer from cupping, from what mm. I found personally. So, you know, you've got those And it's marks. Phys more physical, isn't it? Exactly. Like you can actually see. Yeah, it is more invasive and people see the marks, which I think that like they shouldn't even call them cupping bruises. They're cupping marks. Mm. You can't feel them. You look at them and you think, oh, but that's again you get placebo effect i can see marks on my skin and something must be happening yeah. i can see how dark that is um so if somebody comes in with a tightness cupping has insane results because okay. it stretches the tissue and it encourages blood flow which is the same effects as why we stretch why we mobilize why so we what's the difference with wet and dry cupping then um i don't do wet cupping okay. at all um i do you know what completely honest i don't know a huge amount about it right. it is used a lot more um uh eastern medicine right. so tcm so traditional chinese medicine yeah, it's actually an asian thing that's it is fine, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? and it's used a lot in um religion right. i think muslim culture use it okay. a lot um about cleansing and same with the acupuncture there's a huge divide now it used to be acupuncture as a term there is now medical acupuncture which is what i will practice where you needle the site of pain for scientifically proven yeah. kind of responses and then you've got tcm acupuncture which is about energies and meridians and channels yeah so you've got your natural balances. healing yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and i'll openly admit people say oh i've had it before for ivf fertility uh you know more medical i don't know enough about that to yeah. have an opinion on it because it's a different practice it's like learning massage versus sports massage right yeah but coming from like a degree based background i want to know why and i want to know the answers and i want to see a study that tells me that yeah. but that's a flaw in me i wish i understood well maybe you know there you go next time you can yeah. you can come on and you can tell us all about it i need to learn. i need to understand that more yeah okay but it's not my practice so i don't and I feel like you're either science or holistic. I want to meet in the middle, but I'm yeah. just not there yet. Well, like I said, if you're people are coming in and you're treating them for injuries mm -hmm. and to prevent injuries, not so much the holistic healing mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that's something obviously yeah, that's yeah. a little bit more for holistic healing. But um, you know, when like you said about massage and sports massage, for those that that don't know, Swedish massage. I'm trying to say it. <laughs> Swedish massage versus sports massage. Different, whole different thing, yeah. like, and this is like again, kind of no shade. I have no idea that person could be qualified in both, but you kind of see beauticians offering sports massage, and I'm like, Yes, are you just offering a firm massage or are you offering sports massage? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think there's a huge difference, and I think that's a lot of a lot of again, something that people need to understand because mm -hmm. when they think you know, it's almost like you train you stretch and people tell you to get a massage but they don't tell you to get sports deep tissue cupping mm -hmm. acupuncture 
And I think for a lot of people, they think, right, I'll go for a massage then. And they'll book in with a beautician. Mm -hmm. At the spa. At the spa. Yeah. And then they've had the massage. You think, okay, well, I've got rid of their knots now and, you know, I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. But then, like you said, if, if they don't understand the sports massaging about actually getting rid of their mm -hmm. knots and preventing them injuries, then that person isn't really going to be doing much benefit to themselves, are they? You know what I mean? A cycle of they just come back. Like, I'm quite proud that, unless they, unless it's a completely different reason why, 99% of people walk out the door with homework. Mm. Because in the nice possible way, I don't want to see you all the time because that means I'm probably not very good at my job. Yeah. Unless it's maintenance work in terms of like that. But I want to give you stuff that you could do at home and understand why you you are suffering with those knots and tightnesses yeah. and stuff to, to maintain in between seeing me or to also give you the understanding. I think I explain a lot and some clients are like, I don't care what you're doing, just sort it, you know, just sort it just out. Sort it out. Yeah. Um, but I explain because I think it helps. Similar to like, you know, the, the mind to muscle theories. And yes. If you understand it, you understand why you feel like that and how to not feel like that rather than, oh, I go to Kerry, she does this to my neck and I feel great. Why? Mm. Why, why do I feel great or stuff like that so yeah I suppose you mm. could say the same way as training you know you yeah. can tell people to to squat and to lunge but then they're just doing it because you're telling them to do it you're not explaining exactly. why like yeah. a lot of people will explain why they're doing it and the benefits of doing mm. compound lifts and everything yeah. um but yeah like I mean I've been to I've had both I've had Swedish and I've had sports and I've had deep tissue and I think the first one I got was the Swedish massage when you know when you're a teenager mm. you go to get a spa and stuff yeah. and like yeah and like, I was still training at a young age and I said to the woman, you know, like, okay, firm, firm pressure, let's get rid of these like yeah. knots and stuff. And I'd known, I knew nothing because I thought I was a firm massage and yeah. then I got to sports yourself yeah. and honestly the difference and the way you feel after it as well, obviously mm -hmm. you're going to feel a little bit bruised, but then you just feel like that actually got mm -hmm. rid of the knots. And I think also the difference between, because I've been to a spa day and I'll admit I'm a wimp, like I'm... <laughs> that kind of um so you don't get massages yourself oh i do i'm there like i, I treat i swap treatments with a girl that i know yeah. and um i know oh, just don't, don't, doesn't matter what i say just kind of crack on with it like at least you have a bit more empathy for your clients i do for about the next client and then i'm like Pfft. yeah but um so i've been for, I, I love a spa day i love that massage for that to relax relaxation and, firm, than, and yeah. i go firm and it still hurts mm. but the way i try to explain to clients what the difference is between your kind of swedish relaxation versus sports massage is um i see for example your back as the whole and like anatomical makeup mm -hmm. i see that muscle inserting on that bone and that that's where that sits whereas i would say more so uh swede swedish massage or maybe just a lower level just use a, a, a back a square and i'm going to treat this whole square relax you yeah. yeah like long you know like the whole back is one muscle it's a bit like how the people see the whole quad as one muscle right. not the makeup of the different areas but i'm kind of looking at it as like x-ray sort of vision i like to yeah. think of it and which muscle is inflamed but again that comes yeah. from the sports background doesn't yeah, it? yeah so if you got i mean yeah. the massage that i have out of again like i said no fault on musicians yeah, yeah. but i love going to them but yeah for, there's a time to go to them, there's a time to go to somebody exactly. else. Exactly, and when I have been to them, it's it's almost like when you say, like, you know, go to gym and blah, and you say, like, what you do, like, I like mm. to chat to people when I, yeah. as you know, like, I like to chat to people <laughs> when I'm when I massage, I don't like to just relax, try mm. and 
um, help the uh, pain, I suppose. I've got distracted. <laughs> I waffle, as you can probably already tell to people, because I'm like, don't. If you don't, when there's silence, you're thinking about what I'm doing. Yeah. And then you. The only time I'm silent is when it is painful so i have a little you bit of i literally can't speak now so i just stop speaking to me ask me a question mm -hmm. like when you got dentist and they ask you something like i literally can't I say can't speak. but yeah when i spoke to them about training and they're like oh you train okay and it's almost like they don't really know much about mm -hmm. training and sport and like i said if you're gonna be somebody who's training and then try and look after your body with in terms of the therapy side of mm -hmm. it you want to really be seeing someone in that field in sports yeah. therapy deep tissue and that kind of stuff so with this the understanding of um like somebody might offer deep tissue and i kind of i i treat everybody i love to treat everybody i love that everybody walks through the door is completely different walk of life running gym doesn't do anything yeah. like everybody um but i love it when i get someone in the trains and like when we were talking about your knee it's not when I, you you can say more than I go to the gym and my knee hurts, mm -hmm. I can, and you say okay in a squat, and I say in certain exercises, yeah. yeah. What stance do you squat? Is it in the, the eccentric concentric phase? What part of the leg press hurts? Mm. What like I can be so specific, even like if I get a guy and it's about oh shoulder in a bench press, I'm like okay, talk me through your bench press, talk me your hand placement, talk me talk me through um, is it dumbbell the barbell what hurts like i feel like i love that because i've got a passion for it mm -hmm. same with other sports like if i get a netball player and i feel like i can really relate you sort of a lot of equestrian work so i treat a lot of horse riders and they can say when my hips in this angle and when horse moves in this thing or i'm jumping them in this position i can automatically relate yeah so i tried to dabble in a lot of like i went and had some golf lessons because i treat a lot of golfers okay. i want to understand what do you mean That's when good. you go through that that forward swing and I can't twist to get my back swing right, and I'm like at the start. See with like, golfing, I imagine is it quite popular with the shoulder injuries? Shoulders, but also like back rotation of yeah. stiff, and they just go repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. It's always most people swing right to left. Okay. So they've got all the tightness in the right side, and I wanted to understand. I went for a golf lesson, and oh my god, I couldn't move for about two <laughs> days, and I wanted to understand that principle. Like I have a passion, I love football, and I play football, but I can appreciate what phases people are in when you know are you is it when you're jumping for a ball landing for a ball is it taking off slowing down is it when you're just yeah. pacing your position of like a winger okay you're doing lots of explosive work or your defender that sits a little bit more quietly in the mm. game that's why i think my passion for sport and gym training specifically yeah that that comes into that whereas if i i'm like a because I do treat everyone, but if you're going to come into me and talk ballet and what position you are in ballet, you'd have to do ballet. I don't. That'd be off. I need to get up. But yeah, I, mean, I can't relate, and I like to be able to relate. Yeah, well, I think it's what you've got to in a sense. Because mm -hmm. if someone explaining it, and you're like, oh, I don't really know what to say yeah. to you because I don't do it. Yeah, it's good to understand it, and that's really good that you do sort of practice yeah. what you preach in that sense. Like, when you've been to people and they say, what, what, what's your pain like? Isn't that the hardest question in the world? Yeah. Whereas if you say it's when I train legs. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I say, okay, girl, when is it training legs? And you're like, oh my god, all of a sudden I can't think. Mm -hmm. What does it feel like when I do this? If I can dig with like leading yeah. questions, I can get more. Yeah, and then that obviously helps you treat them as well, doesn't oh, it? Oh yes, be more specific. And I think with sport as well, like because obviously we're speaking about different sports, it's a given that you're going to have an injury at some point. Obviously, mm -hmm. hopefully you don't. But I think when you play any sport, there is that sort of risk element to it that you you are going to get an injury at some point Usually, yeah. especially like your netfall with the knees rugby all these kind of things like you're going to get an injury but obviously so many people that don't play sports still get injured mm -hmm. 
And I know like a, a common one is as simple as, you know, um, washing the car. A lot of people seem yeah. to have an injury when they wash the car or reaching over. Uh, the rotor cuff is a big one, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Kids is a huge thing. One feeding, side. Yeah, yeah, feeding on one side, carrying on one side, carrying a um, car seat, putting them in and out of the car. Like I've got, I've got a guy who wrestles and he has never had a wrestling injury. He's oh, wow. got an injury. Well from, <laughs> what did he do? Something, something about reaching back for the seatbelt and just mm. twinged his shoulder. That's a common one. And you're like, oh my gosh, you're going to do this. And you know, like professional football that I deal with. And they haven't really had that many severe injuries. And they've stepped off a curb after they've had a few too many on Saturday night. And I'm like, <laughs> you've rolled your ankle coming out of Broad Street, falling down a curb, but you haven't done it on the pitch. Yeah, Huge. it's crazy. But uh, that could actually have led to that point obviously oh, yeah. the, the the repetitive mm -hmm. damage from that but i mean you know if you've got you've got these people that might be listening to it now and they don't play any sport and they don't go to the gym mm -hmm. they should still have a sports massage even though they don't play sport and if yeah. they've had an injury right i hate the name i hate yeah because that's name. what i'm saying sports it's that stigma that people sport, think why should i have therapy. a sports massage i should have a swedish massage because yeah. i don't play sport i and don't play sport i can't see a sports therapist which is why i hate um like google search because my term is a sport yeah. my title is a sports therapist or a soft tissue therapist if you've got neck pain you might not necessarily google sports therapy or sports because no. you just think oh neck pain the next thing you know you're on the massage. nhs website massage painkillers a couple of the most basic stretches you're ever going to get in the world yeah. that aren't specific enough um a lot of people who don't play sport who come and see me are referred Right. Because they haven't found me from a Google search because the, okay. the term isn't there. I suppose it's, I, I can't think of it in like a different example, but it, that, I hate the name. It mm. gives you an impression that you can't see that person. Yeah. Whereas a sports therapist treats anybody that's suffering with any pain, tightness, imbalances, lack of flexibility, mobility, anything yeah. to do with the body, really, the muscular and skeletal system. Mm. Like, that's my field. Burns and muscles on my field. And Don't come to thing. me for digestion and... Yeah. You didn't do the nutrition I side. Love this. <laughs> as much. Oh, no. That was, the, that was a lecture after a flipping Tuesday night out. But, <laughs> uh, no, I'm only joking. I did do a lot of nutrition. Because <laughs> um, I wanted to leave the door open. I still love the gym. Yeah. I don't know if I said this to you before, but I'm so happy with what I do because I haven't lost my passion for the gym. And yeah. you, you haven't. And yeah. like my best friend's a PT. Hasn't lost the passion for the gym. But I don't, do you train in the same place you work? I do if I've got like a gap. Mm. Um, and to be honest with you, like sometimes I think I know a lot of people say you don't want to train in the same environment mm. when you've had, been there all day from like six in the morning. But it's different when you're training yourself because the headphones go in and you're in the zone. World's out. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I do like training in different environments anyway, mm. just to keep it fresh when you're not bloody looking for the machine mm. and stuff. Okay. You, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you've got, got a client and it's question. Like I, I get a lot of referrals from the gym that I go to love every single one of them but i'm still on the leg brace or something and i can feel someone catching my attention behind them. i'm like don't ask mm. me my knee right now like a mid set <laughs> headphones are in or just sometimes i'll go in like six in the morning and i'm like you know hairs in a bun my socks don't match you know i've like, just rolled out of bed and got it done yeah or... matching socks <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know and it's just like not right now yeah but i also work in the area that i live so i've got that to be expected yeah. which isn't a problem but again right. like like i said because you're passionate about it like mm -hmm. myself i think when people do approach you you appreciate mm -hmm. it as well even though you're in the zone it's like you know 
you want to yeah. help them still um but we, you want to have your own time yeah definitely. but well i teach a class on a sunday we're working on a sunday would i do that if i hate my job no. absolutely not exactly no. exactly but yeah like you said um you know if you don't play a sport, if you're listening and you don't play a mm. sport and you don't go to the gym, you can still have a sports massage mm. if you are struggling from any kind of pain. Like I said, headaches as well. I think a lot of people oh, wouldn't think huge. to come to yourself if you have a headache. I get migraines mm. myself. I've tried to push a lot of the headache work that I get because it pains me when someone comes in with a migraine. Mm. And, you know, I've never had a migraine myself. I've had headaches. Probably self-inflicted, like haven't drank enough haven't you know eye tests and mm. going or whatever but when people come in and they're like i have three migraines a week and i'm in bed for three days and i'm like what yeah. quality of life is that Terrible. and they go to a gp again don't share i don't understand the pressures and i understand the links here's some codeine that's then going to knock you which is just masking it though as well yeah. like you said if, if these headaches are caused from being in that posture yeah. like hunched posture yeah. position or the computer and they're just taking tablets, masking it, and then going back to work the next mm -hmm. day. It's just a repetitive Massive. cycle. I would say, big claim, I could help anybody with a headache as long as it isn't allergy-related. So that's a big one. You, mm. you need to address eyesight-related because you need to see an, um, an optician. Or if there's something going on in the brain, like a serious that is like brain tumours and stuff. Yeah. I I will put the word on the line that I could help anybody. I mean, with... hormones play a big role as well. Huge. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. before, sort of, yeah. I tend to get headaches the week before. Yeah, you want? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, the eyes, the eyes as well, mm. like, I don't wear my glasses enough, so that's probably just, mm. you probably just diagnosed me right now. I need to go <laughs> to the opticians. But yeah, if someone is getting a headache and they haven't got any of them things that you've mm. said, or anything linked and they're getting a headaches, mm -hmm. what could you do to help them? Would it be a case of a massage around that Ele area? Electroacupuncture. Um, kind of go-to gold standard treatment treat it with massage if people again are when i say needle folks i don't want people to think of stabbing with no it's know, a like, common thing it's it's yeah yeah it is. they're so teeny tiny and when they're in the back of your neck you can't see them which is huge yeah. it's like i can get a blood test and i still don't want to look mm. um listen my dad is i'm, I'm sorry dad is a big guy he's not scared of anything uh, he's been a boxer yeah. and he's scared of needles on the floor like i can't i can't pick someone up yeah um and like an example i had a guy that had um I did a post about it because I'm like, I want people to see this. And he dropped me a message and I hadn't heard from him for a few weeks after his treatment. And he basically had exercise-induced migraines right. because he was carrying so much tension in his neck, uh, traps, neck, upper back. And I thought, oh, he hasn't heard from him in a while. And I'm a self-critic person. Like, I'm like, oh, I didn't help him. I didn't do a good enough job. I didn't do this. And he goes, you haven't heard from me because I haven't had a headache in 12 weeks. And I haven't had a headache, like, less haven't gone without a headache for more than a week before that and mm. i'm like that is the best feeling because he walked in this room miserable like wow. this is affecting me i can't work after i've been to the gym i can't do this and for somebody to say multiple things um treat a boxer constant headaches thought i've got to deal with this i'm a boxer yeah no you don't you just need a little bit of management you're still going to be getting bashed in the head but if we can manage it so you don't have to have a headache, a headache and have time off work it's it's huge it's, it's not you don't have to suffer with any pain, which is what I try and preach. Nobody has to sit there in yeah. pain. I think, like I said, like, you know, headaches. I think at one point, maybe I didn't even think of, like, going to that, you know, sports therapist to, no to sort out a headache. No like you said, you go to a doctor to... Mm -hmm. 
to sort of get painkillers mm-hmm. and to mask it. But I think... You'll go away, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to, I think, is if you're struggling with any kind of pain, whether it's headache or anything in the body, you should just go and see someone yeah. anyway. Like, again, sports therapist first, mm-hmm. like someone like yourself. Even more so, I'd say, before a doctor. And then... And sure, ask the question. Mm. Drop the person a message. And if you get a response of, yeah, I can help that, no problem. I think I'm always honest. If someone messages me with, I've got this problem in my side, and I'm thinking, that's kidney-related, that's this-related, that's yeah. not muscular. I'm sorry, I can't help you. But like, Try if, this they, if they go to a doctor and get a scan and, you know, they get a scan of different things mm-hmm. and they say that it's muscle-related or something, and then they get back to you, you might be able to help them. Exactly. So He's like, you don't always need an MRI and an X-ray and nothing like that. But if someone can come with a back issue that has got that confirmation, it's huge. It but just, huge well. I think, like whether you're local to me and you message me or you, um, you're somewhere else in the country, in the world, whatever. Do never be afraid to quiz someone and ask someone questions, and because yeah. you don't want to walk in a a, tr- a treatment that's you know going to cost you fifty odd quid. And then say, oh no, they, they, they can't help yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Ask, I love it when people ask me a question before they book in because it also gives me an insight before you walk through the door that I'm not hit with a sweet new. Yeah. There's not much that's new, but something new. Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely see someone if you're struggling with any mm. pain. Don't, don't live with the pain, isn't it? I'm um, addicted to pain. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a vicious cycle mm-hmm. or mask it with, you know, it's maybe even something worse like alcohol or something. So, not oh, a lot of people. Huge do take different things to sort of mask the pain and think that they have to live with it and they don't. There's always something, like you said, if it's not this route, then maybe the surgery mm-hmm. route and then, you know, sort of rehab from there. I see it a lot in, um, like, for me, it's not removing the pain, it's the effect that that pain's having. Like, somebody comes in and says, I can't take my kids to the park because my back hurts. I'm like, mm. that's, that's huge. That's more than you can't go to the gym. If you can't play with your kids or carry your baby or on a walk with your family at the weekend and that's that's quality of life but also going on like turning to alcohol turning away from exercise because we all know the mental and physical benefits of exercise i've got this injury i've played sport my whole life i've stopped playing sport i've put on five stone i'm unhappy i'm unhealthy Mm. because i couldn't do it through that pain i just think and it's just a vicious cycle isn't it like the alcohol and then you know, then the, a lot of people turn to food as well for mm-hmm. happiness, and then, like you said, they stop training and the mental health, and it's just it's, it's a dangerous yeah. cycle. All Scary. from like the tour hurting or something like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so I stopped my running, which made I turn to alcohol because I'm not running. Yeah, I started eating rubbish, and here I am with diabetes and God knows what else. It's tens just... more problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, I know a lot of people that probably listening now and. Um, they have about 10 injuries, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's usually caused from one yeah, thing yeah. as well sometimes, mm-hmm. but, like, say if someone has back in common, common ones, back, knees, shoulders, like, even hands, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, if someone walked in through the door and said, I've got this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. how do you deal with that? Where do you start? Prioritise what's affecting you the most and also even if that one isn't affecting you so it's a foot injury and they say my foot it just irritates me a bit but then you've got a knee and a hip injury that are causing you pain mm-hmm. and it's so likely to be coming from the foot so that might be your priority not be your priority but it's mine mm. because it's going to affect the rest yeah um anything that's stopping you doing day-to-day things so if you're going to tell me back finger and toe 
if you write for a living or you type on a keyboard yeah. we'd look at that priority which would well it would be my priority but yours might be lower body because you need to be up and about in the gym yeah. etc yeah. um and kind of giving people a bit of a realization that if you want the results for all these areas we need to prioritize a list mm -hmm. just gone through that with a guy and it was i think it was foot hamstring shoulder and wrist i can't do that in 50 minutes and i'm mm -hmm. not going to try and tell you that i can because it's too you can spread too thin yeah and not get the result um yeah what what's affecting you most what's effect is that having on the rest of the body so you know hip injury but that's throwing your back out which is throwing your shoulder out which is throwing your it's neck out and it's next thing you know you leave that and it's more I suppose it's like an MRT in a way I think you even put that on your thing yeah, yeah, yeah it's literally like an MRT yeah. thing like and one morning is... light comes on and then the rest <laughs> do and you're like oh no <laughs> but this is what it comes down to like you know you do your car MRT once a year mm -hmm. yeah you do it you go and get it done mm -hmm. why are people not going to get you know, if they've got an injury or any kind of niggles, go and get it checked. Like, it's the same it's thing. Like, Treat your body how you would, you, you know. You wouldn't drive your car around making a rattling noise. Exactly. I might. Turn the radio up. But this is... I mean, turning the radio up. birds on an accident. Yeah. On mine <laughs> turning the radio up is the same as popping a paracetamol. It's a little bit like... Um, I love the ones that PTs use. That is, you've gone and spent X amount on this car, like you yourself, a petrol car, and you put diesel in it. What, like you know about nutrition and things like that yeah. i love that analogy because when it's something physical like oh god if my iphone screen smashed i'm straight getting that so fixed true. can't can't cope with that my airpod broke oh, mm. get that fixed straight away but if it's my body i'm a bit like yeah it's all right it's same fine. thing so yeah. it's exactly the same thing you know you're not going to put diesel in a petrol car just mm -hmm. like you're not going to fuel yourself yeah. with things that are going to make your body worse with mot like i don't we legally have to have one every year if your yeah. car's just whatever if you're going to train at an intensity or you're going to not this isn't just training but if you're going to train at an intensity or play a sport or run anything repetitive weight bearing load on the body mm. that has one million benefits that we know mm -hmm. but you're so susceptible to those little negatives yeah you're still Nibbles. stressing your body exactly putting trauma through your body to have a great effect of muscle growth or fat loss or mental health or whatever but you need to um you need to look after yourself and i see that more when i've somebody's come in with an injury and i've treated them three or four sessions to sort the injury they then go i'm not feeling that pain again i need to book in a maintenance so yeah. sorted out a cord hamstring and you might see me every couple of weeks for three or four sessions mm -hmm. but then you might go okay we're gonna look six eight weeks he's like i don't want to feel that got a lady at the moment she's in she's been in back pain for so long that she is petrified to not to feel that pain again yeah. so she comes fortnightly where she's wicked client comes mm -hmm. fortnightly we man we now we're not fixing her back we're maintaining it and i say you don't need to come to me every two weeks you yeah. really don't she's petrified to feel to but this not is feel the thing pain. it shouldn't have to lead to that it shouldn't have to lead to someone being that scared of feeling that pain again or being mm -hmm. in that much pain like i said it should be you know it should be a legal thing that everybody needs an mlt once yeah. a year I think that as Make well as, yeah, <laughs> pull for it, that <laughs> in there. but from me, from a therapy point of view with the muscles and bones, but I don't know, some countries do, we go for like bloods and blood tests. But even that, that's like, I mean, I wanted to get, um, you know, everything checked in terms of like vitamins and, and mm -hmm. bloods and stuff like that. But even that's, I mean, obviously it's hard at the moment with COVID to actually mm -hmm. get something. But that's the that's the mission as well to get mm -hmm. from the doctor because unless you're so showing 
some kind of iron deficiency or something. Why do you They're very funny them? about giving them, yeah. Why don't we do it before it's a problem? Exactly. If you had that test that said, you know, put it back to like a medical example, got like skin cancer that runs in the family quite specifically yes. down one route. Why do we go to the doctor when we, we've got this and it's too late? Yeah. To, it now needs surgery to be cut out. It needs... Why do we need that surgery and sometimes chemo and radio? Why mm. don't we have a one yearly thing that, I mean, like, for example, I've got it in both generations above. Why am I not checked head to toe for any kind of mole or yeah. skin? Why am I checked for that? because why is prevention not better than cure which is the thing is it is it is better and it always is better in yeah. any situation but i do think a lot of it comes down to money it is you know yeah. pharmaceuticals everything yeah. it comes down to money and and personally because mm. if i don't know i looked at that med medi check yeah 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 hundred odd quid i want to do it because i want to look at the hormone thing again because i'm reading up a lot at the moment Hormones, don't is that the one yeah. that's like a DNA and it shows like the whole? There's one that you, you do with DNA, it shows you the whole history of what you genetically should be having. Yeah, and things like yeah. um, what you're low on, what you're high on. For example, yeah. I was suffering really badly with fatigue, mm. brain fog, tired, and then only because I know someone that's quite into that. He's like, you need to take this, this, and this. Took yeah. them, and I was like, flipping it. That cost me twenty quid in Holland and Barrett, and I feel like a new person. But I'd, I'd, I'd. Only knew that because I asked the right person, but not everybody has that person no. to ask. So why aren't we musculi and skeletally, you know, analyse? I could have people come in and I'll do a session of analysing how they move and what they do, you know, testing hamstring flexibility, back rotation. But why aren't we doing that with blood tests? Because they tell us so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it definitely it would cause so many, like, prevent so many problems. And yeah, it would it would be something that it is something that we can do, but again, it's something that we're not told to do. We need, like we the car from, situation, we're yeah, not told yeah. to do it. So otherwise, you get a fine if you don't do it, sort mm. of thing. But it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I'd love to do. So. I'd love to go to a one stop shop that analyzes me headstones, and I'm sure you can do it privately, but not everybody's maybe got in China, maybe because yeah. they're always ahead of us. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but has everybody got that disposable income to do that? But. Yeah. And I know it's pressures on NHS and it's pressures on this, it's pressures on that, but we don't know the ins and outs of that. But from a, my perspective, it's costing you X amount to for the headache thing mm -hmm. to set to prescribe painkillers for months, if not years. It's yeah. costing you X amount to maybe run this test or that test. You know, this is why it's so hard to get an MRI because they cost a fortune, but you could refer out to somebody and then they don't need to take those painkillers and. Yeah. We need to see the long, the long, the bigger picture yeah. rather than the now. I do think as well with painkillers, like I, I get it sometimes the pain can be just excruciating mm -hmm. you need to take something to help. People want that now. Yeah. yeah, but then I do think when your body is in pain, it's telling you something. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a headache or your back, whatever it is, if you're in pain, then your body is trying to tell you that something isn't right. And if you mask that, how are you going to then stop that from happening in the future or mm -hmm you know completely cure it so you know whenever you do experience any kind of pain you just need to get that mrt booked in and you know listen why is that then yeah why for example i had that knee pain before my injury for quite a long time ignored it and it took one incident that boom like i said from between the netball game and the gym session that it went 
boom. Because yeah. I ignored it. I could listen to it, strengthened up the area, and that wouldn't have happened, and I wouldn't mm. have been where I was. Um, but also, I, this is a similar thing I say to people, please don't come to me when you dosed up to the high heavens on painkillers because I can't get a true reading of what's yeah. going on. I see it in um, treat a lot, quite a lot of like elite professional sport and they're sent out because there's pressures from management because he's got to play on Saturday, he's got to be on that pitch for 90 minutes. Sent out on like diazepam. They're running on injuries, spaced out their heads. Yeah running on injuries and i can see it because of what i see i can see the facial expressions and i can see this mm. but adrenaline's there and they're not feeling the pain you need to feel pain yeah. to address it yeah you Literally. do you do need you need pain mm. you do yeah and uh i think on the flip side of that a lot of like professional athletes they get that treatment mm -hmm. so they make sure because they're worth a lot of money yeah, yeah they make sure that they are looked after if they're getting any kind of niggles if you know everything's kept on top of massages everything but you know if you're not an athlete not, they haven't got that they haven't, can't walk into work the next day and go oh i'm just gonna pop to the treatment room yeah you can and i think this is a big thing of um like the workplace wellness is growing guys mm. I, I now treat um businesses so they will send or i'll go to them pop That's up good. sort of thing and we'll do mini neck shoulder and head massages because they're sort of stuck at a desk and it's the stats, like, I, I, don't, I don't know them off the top of my head, I did a post about it, but how many people are off work paid sick pay with headaches? Yeah. If the workplace put in a six-weekly thing, that's going to cost them less in the long run than yeah. it would paying these people sick pay and then getting a temp and then going to an agency. And, mm. But again, it's like short term. I know, I know. In. Yeah. I think you probably covered this to some degree, but mm. have you ever experienced, like, what's the most challenging or you know the worst sort of injury that's coming maybe you weren't able to to help it or mm -hmm. something that has really been the most challenging treatment for you oh it'd have to be related to low back. low back um and i'm i'm quite proud and think clients appreciate that i'm not afraid to refer um to different different um complementary therapies like i work I refer a lot down to an osteopath that lives down the road who will look more like skeletal makeup, whereas okay. I have a very soft tissue. Um, not very chiropractic, I'm not into that sort of stuff. No shame <laughs> to a chiropractor, but... Um, or we've done X, Y, and Z. You should have a result. You don't have a result. I don't know why. Let's go and get an MRI and give us some answers that we can't find okay. physically. Um, so I'm never afraid to send somebody for that sent a client the other day and she's come back with an mri and it's completely different you know you've got the head pain and as a as a business point of view i could have fobbed that off for weeks and weeks and weeks and had x and hour bookings and yeah. said you need to see me every week for 12 weeks and because she's in so much pain she probably would have done that but i ethically can't no. i'm not that person so many people would yeah so many people would do it yeah i don't feel like um i'm a businesswoman like i, I love business but I'm not willing to put other people through that, whereas yeah. so many people would. But that's where the passion comes in. Because yeah, you're yeah. passionate about it. It's not just it's not just for money. You mm -hmm. are passionate about it. So obviously money is a massive thing, but when you're passionate and you about helping people, mm -hmm. you wanna help them and by yeah. just pushing them through so much treatment when you don't actually know what is causing it or what you know, without a scan then you're not really going to help them, are you? It's like so... a robbery, really, isn't it? Because they haven't got a clue. You don't know what muscle I'm talking about, what nerve I'm talking about, or what ligament I'm talking about. So you're relying on me to tell you mm. the truth. And I could 
kind of BS somebody my whole way through and probably make a really good living out of it, but I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. Like refer someone for an MRI and then I might, or say I refer to an osteo. I've lost that booking. I've lost that pet, those that money in my bank. Yeah. That's not the prop. That's not the point. She's then said, "Oh, I went to Kerry. She was really honest. Really did this. She couldn't help me with this, but I'm going to go back to her for my ankle." And we sort yeah. that out. And you built that trust. Trust yeah. is huge. It's long term client retention versus short, which is yeah. what I'm very passionate about. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So one thing I want to ask. I think I answered your question, by the way. I don't think I answered your question because I don't know the answer. What's the most? <laughs> The, 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 the most challenging. Thing. I think you kind of answered it. So I, think, I think if I think if you do get like you said, if you get someone in who has a very challenging injury, then you know even if you get that, you explore mm -hmm. it further or send it to someone like an yeah. osteopath or someone like that. Or I learn. Or you learn. I dig. I go back into research. Go back into uni files and think I, it's because I haven't seen it for this amount mm -hmm. of time, but. I suppose yeah. the back is a very complex thing, though, so anyway, complex. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the bodies. <laughs> oh, God. I was about to say, yeah, neck, shoulders. Yeah, the whole body is like, just yeah, complex. So mm -hmm. I can imagine you get all sorts, yeah. really, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? So. The, um, so, yeah, clicking. Clicking, I know that's a very common thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of, of questions I get asked from people, I know that clicking is normal to some degree, and you joint to click a little bit now and again, but where do you draw the line and sort of come to see yourself if you experience a lot of maybe your hips are clicking from what i know is if you're clicking and you're not in pain and it's just now and again then it's completely normal mm -hmm. but if you're clicking and you're getting pain from it as well that's when it's a problem right yeah um clicking with discomfort so every time i bend down in the morning my knees clear <laughs> always have like completely fine <laughs> mobility cast earlier we're doing like an open and close the gate with the hips yeah <laughs> And I say it to people, if you can feel clicking here, please do not panic. It's so normal. Yeah. Um, I think especially with mobility and warming up, like you're getting them clicking all yeah. the clicks out of the way before you get into yeah. your main stuff as well. So the two things I would always say, if it causes you pain, mm -hmm. so if that click when you walk up the stairs is painful, this girl sent me a voice now, I'll have to send her this, <laughs> of her knee walking up the stairs, and I swear to you, it was like someone banging a hammer on the wall. Of that. And I said, no, 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 that's not, that's <laughs> not normal. That's not a click, you know, like shoulders, hands, whatever. Um, and if it's new, if it's something that's maybe new that mm -hmm. you haven't experienced before, maybe one knee clicks more than the other side, or one uh, ankle clicks more than the other. But a lot of people think it's oh my god, it's my bones crunching, mm. and it's a lot of it is soft tissue Fluid rubbing as on. well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But a lot of it is in the hips. It's like your hip flexor rubbing on the bone. It's like a friction in sound. Mm. So you release off the hip flexors a little bit, and you're kind of there. But yeah, if it's new, new clicking, spe very specific clicking, I would say. So it's at this angle, mm. and, it, and if it causes you pain, right? If it's just a little bit crunching. What about if you get a click? This is just off my head. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of people listening, like they might be like, this is not on my yeah, yeah. I click. Um, <laughs> what about like, say you get a click in your ankle mm -hmm. and you get a click and it's painful, but then it doesn't click after that, but you've still got pain. So like the, f the first click is... Yeah, like the first click is painful, but then after mm -hmm. that you're getting pain from mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. but then it doesn't click after that. I'd see that as forget the click and your ankle's in pain. Yeah, like, something's sort happened. Of, yeah, something, something's going on, whether it's you're triggering a certain ligament in your foot, which is very common, mm -hmm. or something's rubbing on something that it shouldn't be. Um, I'd just say, if your ankle's in pain, mm -hmm. get it looked at. Yeah. Ankles are one that, I don't know if you ever rolled your ankle. I ever what, sorry? Rolled your ankle, like just twinged it. No, but I know mm. people who have. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, I might have been running and it's 
not my regular runner, but I'm a runner. <laughs> Gone off the curb, so and you think, oh, I've got that little, just that little twinge, and yeah. it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then that happens like a couple of times a week for the next couple of weeks. It's because the ankles are very ligament based. So once you've pulled, stretched something, you've got a weakness. And people think that they're stuck with these ankles forever. And then three or four exercises I can give you, and you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I haven't my ankle in this amount of time. Lockdown, I've seen that because everybody's walking 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 i feel like we should do behind the scenes and you should show us some ankle <laughs> stretching <or something. laughs> on youtube yeah um yeah i think at the end of the day it comes down to if you ever experience any kind of pain then you need mm-hmm. to go check one yeah don't ignore yeah. it or clicking or not clicking like yeah. ignoring it is oh, it's a difficult one like when people text me and they say i've been to the gym this morning i've pulled my hamstring it's gone i always say just give it 24 hours mm. because you everybody's twinge something yeah. And you you wake up in the morning, you're like, nothing's happened, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, and I would say if you were seeking help um, for that pain, one, give advice, but never go and book in online with someone like the day after you've done it, mm-hmm. because your body's inflamed for a reason. Like we said, it's in pain for a reason. If somebody texts me and says, you know, I've been on a run, my calf's gone. I say, I don't want to see you for three to five days. But I sit, rest it, let it settle. Um, yeah. Because it's too, it's too inflamed. I can't get through that inflammation. You're not going to get the result out of it. So seek help, but think about when you're getting help. And the right therapist should advise you mm. when to come. Yeah. Rather than, oh my God, yeah, I can see you tonight. Come in. Like, mm, Yeah. No. I think the thing is as well, the body is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you have twinged or like the person who's pulled the hamstrings or mm-hmm. whatever, um, the body will heal itself. It will. And, you know, especially if you are looking after your body and you're getting the massage and everything, Mm -hmm. it'll heal itself. Like I said, within 24 hours, you might be absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. But when it starts, after you've iced it, whatever, and it it starts to carry on getting more painful or Mm -hmm. stay the same, that's when that's it. I think that 24 hour window is. That's not me saying if something really has gone and you can't move your leg, don't. Yeah, like, obviously don't just sit there like, it'll like, get better, it's my body. I did the other day, I got down into the bottom part of the squat and I just thought, oh, the top of my hamstring's just not feeling very happy at all. Mm. It was just, and you know, as annoying as it is, it was just one of those things. Train legs a couple of days after, absolutely fine. Yeah. But I went home, iced it, went for a walk actually to get some blood flow and then rested the rest mm. of the day. I was fine. Yeah. If it wasn't fine the next day, that's when I would start thinking, okay, something's going on here. Yeah. But yeah, so there is that get help, but also give it a little bit of time too. Yeah. So and, give you a prevention headache. as well. Yeah. And it goes and you're like, oh, didn't mean to set the pain because it went in half an hour sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, like you said, if you're squatting and you are getting pains in your knees, a lot of people, which I used to do myself, will push through that mm-hmm. and they'll carry on squatting when they're getting pain in your knees. Whereas what you should be doing is stop if you're getting pain listen to your body and try again in a few days and it might be fine like Mm -hmm. you said it might just be stiff that day you know you might be working from home and Mm -hmm. they're a bit stiffer than usual so yeah obviously preventing you know injuries from happening as well is Mm -hmm. you know yeah the best thing isn't it yeah we're gonna do the final four oh gosh everyone gets so scared of these i don't know why final four it's just for a safe Fire questions, but they never end up being fire questions. Oh, God, especially me. How long have we been talking? <laughs> We've actually been an hour. How long have I been talking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been listening, embracing it all. I, I feel like I need to go opticians after this and, and book a massage and cupping and everything. <laughs> right, so final four. Just, you know, a sentence or a paragraph mm-hmm. or an essay, whatever you want to do. Biggest life lesson learned, and it could be anything. It doesn't have to be sports related. 
Um, be selfish. Be selfish. So I mean that in terms of if something isn't going to benefit you, it's okay to say yes and no. Mm -hmm. I used to be a very yes person. Sort of, I've got work in the morning. Kerry, come out. Don't be boring. Do this. And I think, am I going to wake up in the morning? Is, is that what I need? Do I want to go out or my people please? Yeah. And so be selfish and say no. Nah. Yeah. Or say yes to something. Say yes. Say, don't be afraid to say yes or no. That's what I think. Yeah. Do stuff that you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Look out for yourself because there's not many other people that you've got your own back. You can't rely on anyone else. Yeah. So, so yeah, be selfish. Mm. You've got work at six in the morning. Don't feel pressured to go out or, you know, I worked bank holidays. You know, why are you working bank holiday? I'm like, because I want to. I want to. Yeah. So be selfish. I actually heard that saying, don't be boring. I oh, feel like yeah. that is a self, like selfish yeah. in the wrong way for people yeah. to say because then it's almost like the pressure bringer. Of course. Like, I d I'm probably similar to you. It's like, oh, come out and have a drink. Don't go to the gym. But I'm like, I prefer to go to the gym and yeah. go out for a drink. Yeah. So it's my thing. 100%. Like the opposite way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd rather do it that way. And it's different for everybody. Like a lot of my best friends are big drinkers, but um. I can't stand the just have a drink. Why aren't you drinking? Because I don't want to feel crap the next morning. Just um. So be selfish. Do what please yourself to a certain extent. As long as you're not affecting anyone else, be selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most embarrassing moment, and this can be with you know during a session with the client, often in the client, obviously, or just what's the most embarrassing moment you've experienced. That is so hard. It may be in a when you've been playing. Is it football you played as well? Um, no, never played football. I like football. Most embarrassing moment. Are you someone that gets embarrassed easily? I don't. I don't, I don't know. No, that's a really difficult. Um, I really can't think. I'm more likely to say stupid things than do stupid things, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, did that really just come out of my mouth? Did I just tell you that? I should just not have. Oh, it's really difficult. We can come back to it. Yeah. Come back. And I want to hear yours as well. <laughs> I've had a few. <laughs> it's got to be something like, you know, you've tripped and you've fallen over and flipped in the middle of the board. Do you know what? I, I honestly but... don't get. I think I used to get embarrassed, but I'm, yeah. I'm at that point now where I don't really get embarrassed. Like. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know, breaking wind in a hip thrust or something. I was going to say, not that one. I was going to say, I went to the, uh, uh, that's, got, that's probably it. I think it was a deadlift and weighed. You weighed? That's weird. a common thing, though. Yeah. Right? I braced myself so much and I was like, to please, I've just wet myself. Not, I've wet myself, but yeah, that'll probably be I've it. I've never done that, but I know that a lot of, a lot of women, yeah. have, you know, it's a common thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a reason why the weights area is like smelly as well for like... <laughs> Squats and this and it's probably it'd probably be that probably be like borderline wetting myself in the gym. Yeah, Kegels. <laughs> Get through your Kegel in the first time you kids, yeah. There you go. Um, you don't have kids either, have you? No. Oh. <laughs> What's your favourite quote? Um, this is going to sound so cringy. What I don't even know what it's Nicki Minaj lyric. That okay. Is, um, just to live doesn't mean you're alive. It's out of a um, moment for life we drank. Do you know what? I'm not a massive fan of Nicki Minaj, but yeah. that is the one song I actually yeah. I like the lyrics. There's two. There's everybody dies when not everybody lives. And just to live doesn't mean you're alive. Actually, it might be a Drake thing. Just to live doesn't mean you're alive. Um, I'm sure like, it's, it might be Drake. It might be Drake's thing. I need to listen to it. So now, that yeah. comes from me in terms of 
living to work or working to live and yeah balance i think that relates to balance for me like i yeah. work stupid hours but that's currently what what i love mm. that's not me working just for the money or just for this yeah. or just for that so yeah i think just to live doesn't just to live doesn't mean you're alive i think like we were saying aspect. before we hit record like you know when you're self-employed it is very easy because you love what you do to just work all the time but then i think to some degree when you're doing that because you love what you're doing it almost doesn't feel like work as well mm -hmm. because you love what you're doing huge like i finish at eight four nights a week would mm. i do that sat in an office absolutely no. not and would i get up and do the split shifts and the early sessions and on a sunday yeah no but i'm like i'm here on a sunday afternoon my only day off this week mm. because i'm talking about what i love exactly rather than yeah. something i don't know. yeah balance is key definitely mm. um one treatment that you'd recommend everyone to get like the one what's the one, one treatment, treatment that that oh. should be sort of like we said before like an lrt something that someone every year should get yeah a sports massage, sports massage. over the others because the others are specifically used for specific specific things it. um just especially your back like a back sports massage is just Mm. I don't think you can break that feeling of sitting up and this is thing I say, sit up nice and slowly, you might feel a bit dazed out mm. or and I get that text, they've gone home and oh my god, okay, I've just slept for four hours and I'm in an afternoon, I've missed work, I've done this. <laughs> Which is obviously like not the ideal scenario to do, but that to me that is your body needs to do that. That's gonna benefit. Yeah. Guy went home at six in the afternoon and I thought I said, Text me how you feeling a bit later, um, because he was a little bit dazed. Woke up the next day like I've never slept. I, he slept from six till six. He's never got kids. Slept through, and I just think that's that's your body needed that, and yeah. it took took that to realise. But I just think that feeling of when you get from a sports massage, and I religiously have a treatment every two weeks, mm -hmm. and I stand up and think, oh, yeah. Why I, I always that? feel dazed after it. Yeah. I always feel like oh, that's like, your body sorting out. What's yeah, going it almost on. feels like the toxins and everything's just been released, and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I need to sleep for hours. Like, yeah, yeah. The guy did. And then you wake up and feel. Yeah. yeah, so it's got to be sports massage. Well, if you like, are not inspired to get a massage <laughs> after this, then I don't know what's going to help you. <laughs> Heard of your first sports yeah, massage yeah. every year, not every year, mm -hmm. more than that. But mm -hmm. yeah, definitely everyone should be getting them, mm -hmm. whether you're into sport or not. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Take the word away. Yeah. Just think, I always like to call it like body therapy, so that sounds weird, but if you've no, got a pain like... and injury within muscles, tendons, ligaments, bones, go and see someone yeah maybe mm -hmm. you should change it to the body therapy i really wanted to rebrand as um mm. i want to take my name out of it and now i really i don't want to do that because no, but yours is no, yours is fitness, fitness and therapy. therapy but i hate when people see fitness and they go, oh, i don't go to the gym i can't go and see it. i wanted to be called the body clinic i like that yeah but um i couldn't be bothered to rebrand to be honest but that's what, if i, <laughs> it if, is, I wanted to i wanted to oh, my goal is to open a whole centre, yeah. like a one-stop shop for everything, and that's what I would be called. Please don't rob my name. Probably edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, where can people find you? What is your current name on socials so, and online? KFL Fitness and Therapy on Facebook, Instagram. I'm definitely most active. Um, again, KFL Fitness and Therapy. Uh, .co um Website needs work, but yeah, Instagram. I'm just just active i talk yeah. i post i post stretching things and advice and kind of cutting out the bs sort of things kind of like keep it keep it very real and then physically i'm based uh solid hell so no solid hell um but i work zoom online classes mobility classes so 
there's not really anyone that I can't reach in some form of effect. Yeah. Honestly, I think when you have a, a passion for what you do, I don't care if somebody messages me from flipping New Zealand asking me for advice. If that's going to... I can tell them to seek the right person or to you just answer the question. Exactly. Yeah, lockdown, I treated all over, which is amazing. Whether you're in solid hole or not, hit her up, follow mm -hmm. her on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for coming on. No it's been eventful. <laughs> <laughs>